Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezo Mabete on SAFM. 2048, 12 minutes until top of the hour. We have to rush through this, unfortunately, and I beg your pardon for that. The e-hailing sector in South Africa is not one that hasn't been in the news in previous times for various reasons ranging from customer safety, driver partner dissatisfaction with a business relationship. Of course, although the benefits of the e-hailing services have been many, particularly to the customer and from a pricing perspective, they have not been on an even keel with those benefits that are supposed to be due to employees and independent contractors who drive the car. South African Business Now says... It aims to provide solutions that both driver, rather solutions that both drivers and their clients face, with a subscription-based model for the drivers. This model includes options for drivers to pay a monthly fee, and that keeps the profits that they make from the rides, amongst other offerings. To talk more about that, on the founder and CEO of Ambi Garabo Mohajane, as well as his buddy, presumably, and chief operations officer Matsiri Khafani. Gentlemen, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for having us there. Good evening. Thanks for having us. I don't know what the order is from you, but I mean, I'm looking at the titles here. CEO, CFO. I think I'm better off starting with the CEO. Garabo, let's talk (laughs) to the business itself and its overarching principles and the area within the e-hailing business model setup, if you will, that you are really trying to sort out and zero in on. Gladly, gladly. So primary, the principle around everything else was we wanted a model that will cater to the drivers, seeing as there was an outcry in terms of recent media articles that have come out on drivers using some e-hailing platforms and feeling like they are being exploited or are not earning enough money considering that they handle most of the costs. We wanted to go back to the drawing board and see how we could structure an offering that caters to, that speaks to that as a driver on the ground. I mean, you're a driver and you're handling the petrol, the maintenance of the vehicle. It only made sense for the driver to keep most of the earnings. So we did away with the commission basis model and decided to do a subscription where we charge the driver only for accessing the platform. And we have a phrase that we use to or a term, so to speak, to say that you become your own boss with Ambi. So everything that you earn on every single trip is yours to keep. And that's the basic foundation we decided to build the, the concept on, the principle on. In other words, the driver is one's own employer, but the challenge then becomes as to the securities or lack of that typically one might find as an Uber client. If I get onto an Uber for argument's sake, or Bolt, forbid I ever do that, if I get into an Uber, I know that if there is an issue, I can always raise that with Uber directly and I will receive the necessary response. Is Ambi then perhaps not disinclined to go that route by virtue of the fact that they have already made their money from the subscription for that month and everything else that is an issue then essentially becomes a question of client and driver? In other words, how do you separate from Uber if you do or how do you ensure my customer satisfaction stroke protection where it may be threatened? I mean, we've looked at certain elements and I think the key approach that we had was to try to create an environment, um, not to say that to act after the incident or anything has happened on the platform, but to prevent those sort of incidents from happening in the first place. So we really doubled down in terms of the safety features that we had for the passengers. 
uh, every passenger and every driver registering on the platform uses an ID or passport number for verification and a facial recognition scan as well. So we wanted to uh, ensure a secure environment in terms of both driver and rider, knowing that your rider is vetted and your driver is vetted on our side to create that sort of environment and promote good behavior and quality service. So we wanted to just set up the structure in a way where safety can become a pillar as well, as much as the core principle of the business is built on the the, the earnings of the drivers and quality service to the riders themselves. Let's speak matters of operations. Now I want to bring in your COO, Matsiri Khafane. Matsiri, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Perhaps you can then just tell us about how the business is growing, how you are finding the relationship between yourselves and your competitors. And when I say competitors, I'm really engaging the question of meter taxis. These guys and the e-hailing business seemingly cannot and do not pretend to want to even be able to find each other. Tell us about that relationship and the issues at an operational level that you still have to engage. Thanks for the question. I think a very relevant one. Um, It's quite a shaky relationship, to be honest, because most of them feel that upon entry of some of the first um, e-hailing services, there wasn't a thorough consultation process just to canvas and consult with them to see if they'd be interested in engaging and helping them to grow the sector. Mainly they feel that we're stepping on their toes as e-hailing companies. So the meter taxi industry itself, I believe it's one of our more traditional industries. Um, It goes back a very long time. And essentially what we're saying is we believe we can actually work together, incorporate technology and provide a better service to the customer. In the end, uh, we're all looking to provide a great service to our users. Uh, Being our clients, we'd be nothing without them. So the engagements have been actually very productive in the sense that they do understand the need to move with the times and sort of digitize some services. At this stage, we're not at a point where we could say um, we're working with them hand in hand or anything like that. But the talks have been very fruitful and they're very open minded to incorporating technology. And in fact, they're very happy that as a South African based and developed company, we're entering the market to challenge the existing service providers. So it's actually been a point of pride for them to hear that an e-hailing company, which is locally based, is trying to challenge the existing service providers. So from that perspective, I'd say the talks are very productive and looking forward to a good working relationship uh, going forward. Let's talk about the trials. Let's talk about the trials that... um you would have conducted in December 2019. The fact that you went around malls in Pretoria and Johannesburg recruiting drivers to engage from your database of some 200. Tell us how that went, because we're looking at pre-COVID, and obviously the game would have changed at the height of COVID when you were probably still Mm. involved in your R&D. Tell us about how that has moved and sort of shifted the goalposts, if at all. Indeed. So I'd consider that as part of our milestones that we've managed to achieve. At that stage in 2019, in fact, we were actually at our proof of concept as well as the uh, demo phase, essentially where we go around and see the sort of reaction we get from the, you know, from the market, whether you're a driver or a passenger. And it went very well, exceedingly well, to the point where we actually look at this is where now intellectual property matters come into into play. The demo actually was um, around 2019 where we actually hadn't had our own software yet. So we decided to just stop and re and go back to the drawing board, um, did, a, did a bit of recruitment to get our own team internally, 
and then we developed our own software, which led us to our MVP testing and updating of the app with a couple of activations that had successful results where we'd essentially go to places with high frequencies of requests. And this allowed us to improve our app features and functionality all the way up until last year, which is 2021. And we're at a stage now, essentially we've reached phase one of the business, which is, you know, the introduction to the market, the launch, uh, building brand recognition and building our user base and getting our name out there and becoming a trusted service provider. So just back to your point, the 2019 demo went very well. It allowed us to build a business case, a proof of concept, and also an MVP so that we can have um, evidence-based decisions. Uh, we have data to inform what sort of features and other improvements we can make. So it went very well. Let me come back to the CEO, Mr. Garabo Mohajane, who is the founder and CEO of Ambi, together whose voice you've just heard, his COO, Chief Operations Officer, Matsiri Khafane. Garabo, let's talk about, I mean, the Matsiri refers to brand recognition, takeoff, where high concentration of demand. But the reality is there is an uneven distribution of just about any key resource in this country, transport no less affected. How should we then look to engage this question in making sure if the brand is to be a South African brand and owned by South Africans as opposed to owned by South Africans in Johannesburg and Cape Town and Durban and all the large centers, how do we ensure we distribute this product offering, given the fact that your Bolts and your Ubers are already in your major centers together with all the other forms of public transport? How should somebody in a smaller town, a more rural setup, if at all, engage AMBI and, and, and its introduction into the market for public transport? I think um, given the benefit of the model itself, we've had a multitude of engagements, not just with the meter taxi, but we're looking at a holistic approach. So we've also been engaging with the department and various other e-hailing associations to sort of bring everybody around the table and see how we can offer that in those certain key areas. So, um, Fortunately for us, some of the drivers actually take the initiative to um, take back the concept back to a small town that they are in and have the drivers in that area on board and spread the message around that area to help us get into those small sectors. And seeing that some of the services aren't, aren't available in certain areas, we as a South African company actually aim to target and identify those areas where the service is not available and try to put ourselves in that position to provide that service. So I think the primary um, approach to everything is just us trying to have a holistic approach. We've been going around just having multiple engagements and they've been fruitful, but we just didn't want to come into the market as just another e-hailing app. We wanted to involve other sectors and other um, stakeholders who might be relevant key players in the industry and get them involved on the march to get the service out there. Well, gentlemen, we certainly do wish you well. Final comment then from you, Matsiri. I mean, I had the CEO speak first. I'll have you speak last. Where do you envision Ambi taking place and being a product offering? I mean, Uber, well, they are global now. So are many other sort of technology-based businesses. How can we look forward in 30 seconds, please, to Ambi really taking off and being a brand that is exported to the world? Indeed. I think the business Matsiri. Matsiri. Yes, indeed. The business model, we feel, is something that can be easily transferable to other regions. So we're actually in South Africa at the moment, but we believe that the SADC region could be our next form of expansion before going to other regions in the continent and globally. So as my co-founders just said now, 
we're in a situation where we're actually quite early in the market and we're introducing ourselves, but we feel as trust is gained and that we show that we're around for the long game, we should be able to expand into other regions of static and eventually the globe. Thank you. Fantastic, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time here on SAFM, and we certainly do wish you the best for your business, your product, and generally your own well-being. That is Mr. Karabo Mukhajane, founder and CEO of Ambi, together with Mr. Matsidi Khafane, Chief Operations Officer at the same business, talking to us about their innovation in the e-hailing business, introducing a new subscriber-based model. It's time for news.